Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Husmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Husmo Black. Hey, good evening, y'all. Welcome. Welcome to the Hushville Black Forum. Saturday, February 6th, y'all. Uh, Age of Aquarius. We're in the middle of it. We're in the middle of uh, the Age of Aquarius, y'all. Yeah. I, uh, it's my birthday week. Yeah, we had a birthday about... Uh, a couple of days ago, the fourth is my birthday. Yeah, fourth of February. I celebrate the whole month. This is the age of Aquarius till the 18th of February. We'll be uh, under that sign. Y'all who uh, get into the zodiac and all that stuff, I you know I. I believe there's something to it. I, you know, I ain't mad at you. If you don't, I mean, I'm just talking about me. It's Black History Month. For all that's worth. February. I don't know how we, how, how do we get this month? Anybody know? <laughs> Why do they give us the shortest month of the year? I think I'm, uh, uh, I, I'm just saying, y'all. This this is a, this is the shortest month of the year. February was got twenty eight days. Every four years they tack another day on to it. Some kind of way. I don't know. Don't don't get me started about that. Something about the, the Earth traversing around the sun in three hundred and sixty what four days and a quarter. Every four years, got extra day. Is that a way go, y'all? Huh? I, oh, hey, I don't know. Hey, don't get the hospital started, because, you know, we don't, we don't claim to know everything. Oh. <laughs> uh, it seems that way. Hey, we don't know everything. We, hey. We, we get in front just to inform our, our uh, listening audience now. Yeah, I try to stay on top of it just for um, you all as best I can, you know. It's hard to do. So many things, are, so much is going on, y'all. So much is going on, it's hard to... Uh, so to keep up with everything, I mean, I do my best to uh, try to keep up with the important things. The politics is crazy. Ooh, the politics is crazy, yeah. We got one crazy out of the out of the way, so we thought, but still, craziness is still going on. I feel a lot better though. We got uh, a new president, a new administration, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, uh, getting started into uh, leading us out of this coronavirus pandemic that's, that has engulfed the nation, indeed the world, for the last year. And um, Got almost 500,000 Americans dead, y'all, from this pandemic. I got my second shot uh, on my birthday this past Thursday, y'all. I got my second shot. I got the Pfizer vaccine. I do urge everybody to, uh, as soon as you can, uh, go out and get your shot. I mean, I know it's a lot of folks got some trepidation about... uh, dealing with any kind of vaccine and new kind of medicine going on, but 
We're in the we are in the midst of a uh, worldwide pandemic, and I, you know, I, I, I got some questions about it myself, but yet still, with all my doubts, I, uh, uh, at the end of the day, I chose to uh, to go ahead and take a chance on this thing, y'all, because. First of all, my age range is crazy, and I've got underlying conditions, as they say. So, I, you know, in my condition, I uh, didn't want to take any further chances with it. Kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't type of thing, you know. So, so far... I've not had any problems with the uh, with the vaccine. Uh, after the second shot, uh, you know, my arm was sore for a little, um, you know, a minute or so. You know, uh, I guess it was Thursday night. Uh, my arm, arm got kind of sore where I, I got the injection, but that next day I woke up, I was fine. You know, I haven't had any kind of side effects. Uh, whatsoever from the uh, vaccine so far. That's been my own personal experience with it. Now, no doubt, depending on your own uh, underlying uh, conditions, uh, you may have a different uh, experience than me, but those in my family who have uh, has gotten it, my immediate family and my siblings, uh, have not had any problems so far, so I'd like to pass that information on to uh, my audience to let them know that as far as I can tell, this you know I'm an American of African descent and seem to be safe for me. I haven't, and uh, so for what it's worth, uh, I would. Uh, in fact, I do recommend that uh, everybody go get it. Yeah, because I, I, the way I see it right now, the virus is much uh, uh, is too uh, serious to uh, to not try to uh, be vaccinated against it. And it's impacting uh, the black community at a disproportionate uh, rate. And that has nothing to do with the race per se, I don't think, but everything to do with uh, the economics that uh, we found ourselves in for the last 300 years. Uh, This is an economic thing uh, that we've been uh, caught up in these years, and that so you know it's all it has to do with uh, our social status in the uh, community, in the society, and uh, we uh, been on the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, a lot of reasons: racism, discrimination, all that uh, affects us today in this pandemic. Uh, brought a lot of that to the forefront and uh, shined out uh, in a uh, dramatic way. Uh, so we just have to uh, one, one other thing we have to deal with. Uh, but now I recommend everybody get this vaccine so that we can come out on the other side and uh, uh, continue crowding the head in our quest for a uh, a more perfect union, as they say, uh, in this country. So, yeah, we we still got a lot of work to do. We still have a lot of work to do, yeah, no doubt. And uh, so we got to, uh, we got to survive it. We gotta survive this thing, yeah. And uh, 
just push ahead. This is Black History Month. February uh, is Black History Month. I uh, normally just set aside a show for uh, this particular week, this particular month. Uh, I think everybody, all Americans around here, they said, please go out and go out and uh, uh, study up on your history. You know, learn something about uh, America's Rapper and sitting their history this month. Do that for me. The hush is, we're going to be talking about uh, a little about our history. One is, uh, I got some reading for you to do. I'm, I'm going to recommend three uh, books for you. Uh, one of them is The, Mis-Edu- the Miseducation of the Negro. By Carla G. Woodson. That's that's the first book. And every month, every year in February, I try to uh, I recommend that, that book to my audience because it was Carla G. Woodson who uh, authored this book in 1933. It was first published, The Education of the Negro. He is the one that uh, is uh, credited credited with uh, uh, starting Black History Month. It started out like a day, and then went to a week, I believe it was. But Carter G. Wilson is the gentleman that uh, started it all back in, you know, around 1933, uh, sometime thereafter. Carter G. Wilson was born in 1875 and died in 1950 uh, at the ripe age of 75. Uh, so, Whatever you do, this guy's a great, great uh, advocate for uh, America's African descent. Was Carlos Uwarson's tremendous uh, intellect. Uh, but go get his book, read it for yourself. Uh, and uh, check it out, learn something about him. Carla G. Woodson. The Miseducation of the Negro, uh, a great, great American of African descent. The second book uh, that I recommend you get and you need it for your library, all these books that I recommend, these things is going to add to your uh, knowledge. Now, a lot of you obviously have heard of Carla G. Wilson. A lot of you have the book, his writing. Uh, but for those of you who don't, this is for you. Uh, the next book is going to be Groundwork. Charles Hamilton Houston and the Struggle for Civil Rights. Groundwork. By Gina May McNeil. Uh, it is a story of Charles Hamilton Houston. Now, Charles Hamilton Houston Another great American, uh, another great uh, American rapper sent This guy, uh, a lot of you uh, would know the name. <clears throat> if I said uh, Thurgood Marshall, most of you would know who Thurgood Marshall was. Uh, the first African American who sat on the Supreme Court. You would identify him that way. Uh, you younger, some of you older folks would also know that Thurgood Marshall was the lead attorney who argued the Brown uh, v. Board of Education case before the Supreme Court in 1954. A lot of, a lot of you would know that, uh, folks. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, Folks in my generation uh, would know a third group marshal and uh, know that he argued that case before uh, the Supreme Court. A lot few of you uh, would know anything at all about Charles Hamilton Houston. So I want you to familiarize yourself with him. You need to get to know him 
thoroughly. <laughs> my, or especially you, you young folks out there, my Facebook friends, how y'all doing? But my young folks out there need to get to know Charles Hamilton Houston thoroughly. Pick up the story of him by Gina Ray McNeil. That's G-E-N-N-A, Gina. Gina Ray, R-A-E, McNeil. Gina Ray McNeil uh, did this work on uh, Charles Hamilton Houston. Uh, a great, great uh, piece of work here. Charles Hamilton Houston, uh, give you a little uh, background on him. Charles Hamilton Houston was the first dean of the Howard Law School. Okay. Charles Hamilton Houston went to, got his law degree from Harvard back around uh, 1923, I believe it was. He got his first, he got his law degree from Harvard. Went on to start, uh, well, expand. He didn't start the law school at Howard University back in the 1920s, but he uh, took over the dean of that school, I believe around 1930, 31, or something like that. Actually, I saw it in 1930, 31. He turned uh, Howard Law School from an all-night law school into a, a day school as well as a night law school. He became the dean of a uh, Howard Law, I think in 1930, his first class as dean of Howard Law School included none other than Thurgood Marshall. Okay? Charles Hamilton Houston was dean of Howard Law School while Thurgood Marshall was a student there. The first class that graduated under Charles Hamilton Houston was in 1933, and it included Thurgood Marshall. Thurgood Marshall was the top student in that class. Okay? So... Charles Hamilton Houston was Thurgood Marshall's law uh, instructor. He was his uh, uh, a role model, really, for the rest of his life, the rest of Charles Hamilton Houston's life. Charles Hamilton Houston died in 1950. Okay, at the age of 50, I believe it was just 50 years old. It's a fairly young person. Uh, but Charles Hamilton Houston, around 1933, shortly after that first class of his graduated, went on to work for the NAACP. He started, listen, Charles Hamilton Houston started the NAACP's Legal Defense Fund, Legal Defense Chapter, rather. That's where the legal defense arm of the NAACP came from. This guy, Charles Hamilton Houston, Thurgood Marshall's college law professor. Okay? So you got that? You got that? Charles Hamilton Houston started as the well, became dean of Howard Law School when it uh, expanded into a full-time day and night law school around 1930. Among his first class as dean of Howard Law School was Thurgood Marshall. Oliver Hill was another one that was in that class, by the way. Okay, so... Charles Hamilton Houston went on to work for the NAACP, also brought on to the legal defense chapter of the NAACP his former number one student 
Thurgood Marshall, he, under the guidance of Charles Hamilton Houston and that legal defense fund of the legal defense arm of the NAACP, they went on to file countless lawsuits between 1933 and 1954 with the primary goal of setting aside the Jim Crow discriminatory laws of Plessy v. Ferguson, okay? They said about a 20-year, wasn't a plan, but it took over uh, some 20 years to finally get to the point where they were able to bring Brown v. Board as a culminating case that finally set aside Plessy. And now you know the rest of the story. Or some of the rest of the story. It's not all of it. Thurgood Marshall, by that time, had took over the head lawyer for the legal defense fund, the legal defense chapter of the NAACP, by the way, in 1950, after Charles Hamilton Houston died, had Charles Hamilton Houston still been alive in 1954, there's no doubt he would have been the lead attorney before the Supreme Court on that case, on that Brown v. Board case, because he was the he Thurgood Marshall worked for Charles Hamilton Houston at the NAACP. Yeah, Charles Hamilton Houston was one of the most brilliant legal minds that our community, the America's African descent community, has ever seen. Charles Hamilton Houston, y'all, this guy was brilliant. In fact, one of the assignments, the main assignment that his students had in that first law class that Thurgood Marshall and Oliver Hill was a part of at Howard, he gave them a, a project to devise a course of action to set aside Plessy. Now, and that class worked on that assignment for the entire three years that they were in the law class. They worked on the plan to set aside Plessy. They formulated that plan throughout that school uh, term or that legal, uh, the lawyer term, uh, was three years of law school. And uh, sure enough, they came up with a, a plan to uh, first uh, to attack uh, uh, the discriminatory laws in higher education. They figured they'd go there. Charles Hamilton Houston recognized that if they went to the heart of the matter about uh, uh, what Plessy did, by the way, y'all, if y'all don't know exactly what Plessy did, Plessy took away 14th Amendment rights. That's the gist of it. Took away 14th Amendment protections for Americans of African descent in 1896 down in Louisiana when he pulled a fellow by the name of Homo Plessy off of uh, uh, a train, an all-white train car, and, uh, uh, and put him in, threw him in jail because he refused to leave the white uh, car. And the thing that he sued them in 1892, finally came before the Supreme Court in 1896, and uh, the Supreme Court upheld the uh, Jim Crow law of separ- uh, separ- uh, separating uh, uh, citizens by color, they said it was illegal to uh, celebrate, uh, to separate black folks out of white uh, 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 facilities, more or less. And, uh, but by doing that, by upholding that uh, ruling, by uh, denying Plessy his 14th Amendment protections, they uh, essentially, the Supreme Court and the Plessy decision took away all 
14th Amendment protections. You can't just take some and not others, by the way. That's another little thing that uh, is slow for us, uh, us to get our heads around. Uh, you can't just take away some uh, 14th Amendment protections and leave some. If you deny 14th Amendment protections anywhere, you deny them everywhere. Is, is basically what what it amounts to. So, anyway, when Charles Hamilton Houston went to work for the NAACP to set up their legal defense uh, uh, department, he brought along a couple of his students, Thurgood Marshall and. Oliver Hill did work with them too over the and for the next twenty years they started suing, bringing lawsuits uh, uh against mostly higher education uh, uh colleges, law schools and uh they sued everybody. The railroad uh uh unions and uh over twenty years real estate lawsuits that overturned discrimination in real estate and blah blah this and blah. Over 20 years, so finally they got to public schools, discrimination in public schools. Uh, brought, uh, I think uh, the students came from Topeka, Kansas, was the students that was involved in the Brown v. Board of Education lawsuit there that culminated uh, before the Supreme Court in 1954. And uh, Charles Hamilton Houston died along the way. Um, and Thurgood Marshall took over the lead attorney uh, uh, after he died. And that's how he became the lead attorney arguing the case before the Supreme Court in 1954. Uh, brilliant. Thurgood Marshall, brilliant, brilliant legal man also. But he was a disciple of Charles Hamilton Houston. This guy was brilliant, y'all. Yeah, yeah, got. I, I'm, a, I'm gonna just take out and do a critique of him and uh, some of his work before we get out of this Black History Month. Because, but I want you to get this book, Groundwork, by Gina Ray McNeil uh, of Charles Hamilton Houston in the struggle for civil rights. Uh, Get this book and, and keep it in your library. You got to have it in your library so that you can refer to it uh, uh, from time to time. You, know, you need to uh, study this guy's history. This guy was brilliant. The, uh, one of the most brilliant uh, bands that uh, uh, we've ever had in our community. One of the most brilliant legal minds that we've ever had in our community, Charles Hamilton Houston. So the first book, The Miseducation of the Negro, Carter G. Woodson. The second book, Groundwork, the story of Charles Hamilton Houston put together by Gina Ray McNeil. Okay. I said I was going to give you three. The third book that, just for your information, is, uh, what did I do with the third book here? Actually, you got a lot of things going on. What did I do with the third book? Oh, here it is, right here. Uh, that I want for y'all. This is an assignment now. Y'all pay attention to what's going on here. Uh This is a Sabbath for Black History Month, but these books are going to keep you in your library. Uh, the third book is Our Declaration. Our Declaration. A reading of the Declaration of Independence in Defense of Equality is the title of this book. And it's by Danielle Allen. It's by Danielle Allen. Uh, get the book. It kind of breaks down. Uh, the Declaration of Independence, yeah, and what that whole thing was about, and uh, uh, and so forth. 
Uh, one of the, <laughs> um, I I kind of I highlighted a couple of things in that uh, book and and in an essay that I'm writing uh, on reparations, though. Oh yeah, I'm a big proponent of reparations, and reparations is not a uh, some kind of dirty word, y'all. It's not some kind of dirty word trying to uh, make white folks feel bad when you bring it up uh, at all. No, reparation is a uh, uh, debt owed to Americans of African descent who was injured by the separate equal laws in this country. Yeah, that, that's that's my advocacy for reparations. Nothing to do with slavery. My advocacy for reparation has nothing to do with slavery. Although there are a lot of um, people who advocate for uh, reparations based on slavery in this country. I don't uh, um, uh, put down those um, ideas and, uh, uh, well, I don't uh, put down the people who advocate for reparations based on slavery. I have a different opinion about uh, reparations myself personally. But I think anybody who asks for reparations um, uh, can make an argument for it, and I'm not the one to uh, uh, put it down. I just think that for my own uh, 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 advocacy, I do it based on uh, the injuries that uh, my people suffered uh, after the Civil War was over. When the uh, separate equal Jim Crow laws was put in place and deprived uh, my relatives and millions of others uh, uh, Americans of African descent, uh, descendants of former slaves who uh, were uh, injured uh, by the uh, separate equal Jim Crow laws that prevented uh, them and us from uh, assimilating into uh, the larger society as equals. That uh, went on, by the way. If you follow the history of that whole thing, the Jim Crow laws and uh, how Plessy uh, uh, v. Ferguson impacted it in 1896 and then again how Brown uh, v. Board of Education affected it in 1954, and uh, you can uh, see how uh, the injuries occurred and uh, uh, exactly how it is that today we're... uh, 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 financially disadvantaged, and that shows up throughout our community uh, no more uh, vividly so than uh, during this pandemic. During this pandemic comes to plain view how the uh, our economic situation has been impacted over the years. This just didn't happen last year, a year before last, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago. This happened a hundred and fifty years ago. And it's uh, uh, as as did tremendous damage to uh, us uh, in the society. Uh, that's why 
how reparations is so important, you know. That is why reparations is so important. This uh, coronavirus is killing us at a higher uh, uh, rate than uh, than uh, our uh, uh, population in the community uh, uh, suggests that it should because uh, our injuries uh, uh, has nothing to do with race. This virus is not killing us because of our race. It's killing us because we're financially disadvantaged and lack access to uh, full uh, of the medical care, uh, the access uh, that uh, most uh, white Americans uh, enjoy uh, because uh, of the separate equal laws that injured us, and we were never uh, compensated for those injuries. I contend in my framing reparations essay that uh, when Thurgood Marshall made that argument in front of the Supreme Court in 1954, The Supreme Court set aside Plessy, and he had the ability, the NAACP had the ability at that time to petition the Supreme Court in 1954 for financial reparations for some 15 million Americans of African descent who was alive in the United States at that time and had been injured by the discriminatory laws that was on the books in the country. That did not occur. What we got out of it was uh, some kind of half-hearted civil uh, rendering uh, dealing with school uh, integration. when, in fact, the Supreme Court ruled that the separate equal Jim Crow laws that had been in place since 1865 were uh, unequal and injurious to Americans of African descent. Inherently unequal, that's what the Supreme Court said in 1954 about those laws. Gerga Marshall in the NAACP never petitioned the court for financial reparations under pressure from the court that to do so would upset some folks in the South. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> it would upset some folks in the South who thought that uh, somebody was giving black folks something when in fact all they would have been doing was writing are wrong by compensating folks who have been injured by discriminatory laws. <sighs> yeah. Framing Reparation Free and the Moral Noose is the title of my uh, essay on reparations. And by the way, I, I write a chapter. I've written, written two books so far. And every book, I'm writing my third, I'm on my third now, but every book that I write, I write a chapter on reparations because, I, I you know, it's, I'm uh, passionate about uh, my advocacy for reparations for American reference because I can see, and I think most people with a little... Uh, just open their eyes a little bit and see uh, 
the harm that has been done to our community over the years by the separate equal laws and where it has left us in the society today uh, with this pandemic thing. It, it's clearly uh, demonstrates our vulnerability to uh, not having equal access to uh, 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 our society, <laughs> equal access to uh, the full uh, um, services that's in the society that we should have had access to uh, after 1865, after the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment was put into the Constitution. The country set us uh, went about uh, taking those rights away through the uh, separate equal Jim Crow laws in the country. It injured us to a uh, horrible uh, degree that uh, we're still suffering from today. The only way to correct that is through reparations. In my mind, there's no other way to do it. We can't uh, work hard enough to make up for the financial loss that we have suffered uh, over uh, the 135 years since the Civil War, since 1865. We can't work hard enough to uh, just uh, make up our economic gain, the uh, denial of real estate, the denial of access to uh, the workplace, the denial of access to higher education, to equal education, to uh, equal standing across the board within the society. <clears throat> we can't make up for it. We can't work hard enough starting today. Uh, okay, another way to make up for it is through reparations. Uh, that's just a fact. That's just a fact. Ten minutes to eight, y'all here in ATL. Welcome to the High School Black Forum. We are just got the rambling on. It's Black History Month, and uh, we are being kind of just telling you something, some, a few things about some of our great, great uh, 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 black people in this country who has fought the good fight for us. Carter G. Woodson, who we owe the debt of this history. Carter G. Woodson was the uh, originator of this Black History Month. Carlos E. Wilson in his book, The Miseducation of the Negro, everybody should have this in the library, y'all. Everyone should have this book, The Miseducation of the Negro, in their library, in their home library. Everybody. Uh, The next book, is Groundwork by Gina Ray McNeil is the story of Charles Hamilton Houston and the struggle for civil rights. Charles Hamilton Houston, as I pointed out, was the first dean of Howard Law School. When it became a full law school, a day in the evening law school back in 1930. Charles Hamilton Houston's first class as dean of Howard Law School, and his first class was none other than Thurgood Marshall, who was the top graduating student in that first class in 1933. Charles Hamilton Houston went on to form the legal uh, defense arm of the NAACP and brought Thurgood Marshall along with him to work under him to set about bringing lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit over a period of some 20 years to set aside the discriminatory laws of Plessy v. Ferguson. And that culminated in the Brown v. Board of Education case of 
Y'all got it all there? Mr. Herschel's uh, back history lesson for tonight, y'all. We'll be uh, bringing you more about that uh, in the following shows. How many more shows we got this month? Uh, one, two, three. Over the next three weeks, we're going to expand on. Uh, we're going to do a Black History uh, portion every show for the rest of the month. Uh, of February, y'all. Uh, we've got to get back into it because these are trying times here in the country, y'all. We're under attack. Our community is under attack. And we have got to uh, uh, get back engaged, more engaged with uh, what's going on, y'all. This riot they had uh, 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 on our democracy, this mob that attacked our democracy on January the 6th, y'all, was serious. That was more about just uh, attacking our democracy. That was about attacking our community <laughs> in, a, in a big, big way. So we have to get back engaged, y'all. We have to get back engaged uh, uh, in the politics and in uh, society because uh, people talk about the Republican Party this and the, uh, Donald Trump this and the, the you know it's 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 a bigger thing than that now, y'all. We we're talking about the society as a whole. We have to get out there and engage the society as, in a, uh, uh, as a whole and uh, make sure that this society as a whole is uh, not in any way impeding our uh, uh, access uh, within the society. Because... The impediment of our access within the society got us where we are today, and that's uh, at the bottom of the totem pole here in terms of access to things so basic as health care. That's why we got so many underlying conditions, why we, uh, this virus is attacking and killing us at such a higher rate, uh, higher, uh, such a higher rate than uh, the average white citizen in society. Uh, and it's due mainly to our economic status within uh, the society. That's, that, you know, uh, race is very little to do with it. Poor whites, poor whites, y'all, I guarantee you, is dying at the same rate as poor blacks. Make no mistake about that. Poor whites who don't have access to medical care, uh, that's uh, and the systemic in their family going back generations, is going to have is is having the same outcome when facing this pandemic. Uh, no doubt about it. So, uh, yeah, we've got to get engaged and make sure that. Uh, uh, we put an end to uh, the uh, unequal access that has been uh, plaguing us for years. But like I said, the only way for us to catch up in a hurry is uh, through reparation. There's no other way. We can't work hard enough. Yeah, we work. We're some of the hardest working people in the world. America's Akron Senate, y'all make no doubt and no mistake about it some of the hardest working people on the face of this earth. Yeah, we worked in this country for 300 years for free. Don't say don't, don't let nobody tell you that America's Akron that says that's hard workers. That's a bunch of junk. Uh, that's a bunch of junk, yeah. Don't get me started on that. Uh, so, yeah. We, uh, uh, hey, y'all, uh, it's 8 o'clock in the ATL. We're going to bring the Hutchmo Black Forum to an end here at 8. 
Uh, we're only doing an hour tonight again. We still got some problems with that show, getting it on and out. Uh, I don't know if someone's hacking us or what's going on, but we're going to bring it to an end. In one hour, we'll be back next week, same time, same station. Let's see. Uh, February 13th, yeah. We'll be right back here, same time, same station. Until then, y'all, we're going to sign this thing off, and uh, we'll uh, see you back here next week. Y'all be safe and get your uh, COVID shots. Get vaccinated when your term come up. Be proactive. Uh, Help your parents uh, and your oldest relatives get their uh, vaccine. Everybody need to be vaccinated, y'all. We don't want to be caught short. We got to make it through this thing so that we can get back out there and uh, um, push our community further ahead. Uh, we got to get back engaged in the uh, uh, political struggle, the social struggles that, uh, that we're facing today. They're serious, y'all. These social and political struggles that uh, has came to the forefront here over the last four years are serious. Make no mistake about it. They are serious. Some of the most serious uh, times uh, in my lifetime. Hell, I've been around here over three quarters of a century. Uh, these times that we live in today are some of the most serious that I've ever seen. And we're going to be talking about it. We're going to get engaged more so engaged than we've been in a while, yeah. So get the works, get those books, study up. We gotta get gotta get back into our history too. We gotta learn about our history. Carter G. Wilson, the education of the Negro groundwork. Charles Hamilton Houston and the struggle for civil rights by G. D. Ray McNeil. Our declaration a reading of the Declaration of Independence and Defense of Equality by Danielle Allen. Get those books. You're going to need to read them because I'm going to be engaging you on them. Till next week, y'all. That's all. We out of here. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out. At the Heisman Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.